welcome to the Best Thing From Podcast. I'm Kev, and with me as ever, there is Sheepdog and Editor Chris. Say hello, boys and girls. Hello. hello. I just decided to go full in and do it MGP intro style because I couldn't remember how we did it. Best Thing From. That might have even been how we did it on episode one. I didn't go back and check the tapes. I know I struggled <laughs> with it for ages. I was going to say, I think you started the last one by just going blur, 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 blur for like half an hour. And then we yeah. said something about Swansea at the end. So, Well, because originally on the po- on the original podcast way back then, I'd go, I'm Kev. And you'd go, I'm Steve. But because of your identity crisis, we can't even do it that way anymore. Because episode one, I assume, again, like last time, people are here having watched the Best Thing From Barcelona video. So eagle-eyed viewers will have noticed that on episode one, Swansea, you were sheepdog. And now episode two, Barcelona, you've become Steve again. And I mean, it's all have very I confusing. become Steve? I didn't really get to decide. You declared me Steve. Um, it's, a similar, <laughs> it's not really an identity crisis when you're the one dictating it every time. <laughs> I don't get to have... My name's not either of those things. Everyone now thinks my name's Steve because oh. you've been using it by mistake, but they're not my names. Well, I'll try a different one on episode three, then. We'll figure out a third name for you. We'll get there. One day, I might... If I just do a random word every time we do a video, eventually we might get to the point where we use your actual human name, which nobody actually knows. I'm not even sure I know what your actual name and your passport is. I don't think you've ever called me it. I think you you told me you already knew someone. Why would I call you it? (laughs) I think you, you even said, like, I already know somebody called that. You didn't say, I know somebody called my name you were just like I, I already know somebody with that name so i will call you a new name and from henceforth you shall be known as steve exactly so for this episode he is steve again because that's what he was in the video and that video of course is the best thing from barcelona which is i mean yeah we should probably address that we said we were going to go and find the best thing from every city in the uk we did one video in Wales and then flew to Barcelona. We're not good at geography, episode, are we? And episode three is going to be in Turin. So we've, um, yeah. Well, I mean, are we ever going to get to England, do you think? The country that we live in? <laughs> well, I'd hope we, so, we, to be honest. We agreed, for the listeners' benefit, just to fill them in on why this keeps happening, we agreed we would go to whatever city one of us managed to hit with a dart. And so far, we've hit Spain and Italy and Wales. So... And Italy's not even on the map that we're aiming at. That's how bad we are. It missed the dartboard and flew off into an atlas that was nearby, which was a mistake, uh, having that nearby. Definitely. So, um, I mean, next time I'm going to make England bigger, but I'm also going to put like Disneyland just off to the side of it, all around it, and just hope that one of us misses. Is Disneyland officially a city? Can we go to Disneyland and call that a city? I mean, the one in Florida has its own rules where they're allowed to like build a nuclear power station and stuff. So I assume it counts as a state even. I don't know. It's like there's some weird rules there that count it as something. So Oh, we might go there for episode four then. That sounds like a great idea. But we're going to hit it because you ain't going to hit England without dart again. It's not happening. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, we went to Barcelona. Um, we were, I mean... Uh, <laughs> We'll, we'll drop the we'll drop kayfabe just for a moment. There was another reason we were there. We were basically I had to record a video for my main channel, um, where we were going to go and do a match day vlog from Barcelona. And because I am a child, I'm not brave enough to fly to another country on my own. Anna didn't want to come with me. Therefore, Sheepdog got himself a, a free holiday uh, on the on the understanding that he made sure I didn't die in Barcelona. Made sure I got on the plane. And we did a video while we were there. And we've got a similar arrangement coming up for a Juventus game. 
also for the main channel coming up very soon. We are definitely going to be getting back to the plan of doing the best thing from every city in the UK. It's just time fitting in at the moment. We said on episode one, time is going to be an issue with this because we have to fit in tri trips to all these cities. And when we're when we're, now we're international globe trotters, time's even more challenging. I promise we'll do a video in England this year, though. So that, that's my promise to you, the <laughs> that's, listener. That's quite a that'll long distance. I mean, that, that's quite be a at least scope, one this year. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if Sheepdog had come to Milton Keynes with me and Chris last weekend, uh, we could have done the best thing from Milton Keynes while we were there. And it, that certainly wouldn't have I been... Mean, it wouldn't have been the football ground, which, you know, spoilers, you should have watched the video. The best thing from Barcelona was the football. It wouldn't have been that in Milton Keynes, that's for sure. Could have been the Ikea, though. I mean, if I'd have been invited, I'd have come with you and I'd have got myself some Calaxes while I was down there. But you didn't invite me. I mean, what are you, a vampire? You knew we were you, going. Could you, could you not just know I am. tag along? You know I, I am. I mean, I'm, 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 I've just got that like neurodivergent curse of if I'm not literally invited to do it, I will not offer to come or do it myself. I have to be invited. <laughs> it will not happen otherwise. And even when I'm invited, I'll, nine times out of 10, I go, yeah. And then I'll think, why did you say yes, you fool? It's like, I can't turn down an invite, but I also can't go unless I'm invited. So yeah, it's, it's complicated. Full on vampire. So Barcelona then. This was my first time on an aeroplane in like 15 years so uh, i'm looking at our itinerary that i put together before we left and because of that goodness me did we have an early start on the saturday <laughs> we didn't actually fly until well our flight was scheduled to leave birmingham at 10 45 a.m i don't think we actually took off until closer to 11 30 probably after various delays but we were at that airport at 7.30 in the morning, I want to yeah. say. I, I didn't realise that, like, in the past when I've flown, it always seemed like it was almost like a military operation that everything ran like clockwork and on time. But this was like, oh, yeah, sorry, we ran a bit late. We're here now, get on. And then when we landed there, they were like, yeah, because we were... What, 40 minutes late, the bus ain't here, so you're going to have to wait for a bit and all of this. But <laughs> The joys of flying Ryanair, I've never had the pleasure before. And it, was a, <laughs> it really was a delight. Having to squash all our stuff into a tidy selection of bags. Um, I, got, I had to go through security three times because of all of my electronics that I had with me. And the third check, it was fugglers that I had with me that got called <laughs> on the, uh, on the security. The guy's face when he was like, uh, so I'd seen him go through it all and then you and him were having a chat and he just looked like he had this real tongue-in-cheek kind of look on his face of just like, what on earth are you? And I wondered what was going on. And then when you come, you walked away, you said to me, you wonder what the fugglers were. And I just thought, you embarrassing man. <laughs> it must have just been <laughs> so confused. I have never, I mean, I travel to a lot of hotels and I always take two fugglers with me, not... I'm not mental. I'm not taking the full-size furry ones. Just little plastic fuggler action figures. And there's two that live in my wash bag. And they go with me everywhere. And you would have noticed when we got to the hotel, the first thing I did was got my fugglers out and stood them next to the sink. And they've stood next to every sink I've used in the last five years. And they always will. I have to have my fugglers with me. Or else who's going to make me brush my teeth? Mm, yeah, it's true. It was weird in uh, in Worcester in the hotel room trying to use the toilet while they were there watching me use it. I did wonder whether they had cameras in them. Um, luckily, they weren't in the toilet room in Barcelona. But I was, I did have a nervous thought of: Is he filming me go to the toilet? <laughs> is this is this some weird Kev thing I don't know about? 
I mean, it's not just you I'm filming. I'm filming anyone who uses that toilet. And I think yeah. that makes it okay. Content is content. I, I fully understand that. Exactly. That's in the... When we eventually launch the Patreon, in addition to director's commentaries, uh, stuff off of Chris's cutting room floor, there'll also be all of the sheepdog doing a poo on Fugglercam. That'll all be on the Patreon <laughs> when it eventually happens. <laughs> Stay oh, tuned for that. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. So we got to the airport crazy, crazy, crazy early, much earlier than we needed to do because I was worried that we were going to miss the plane. As Sheepdog has said, there was never any of that kind of fear because uh, Ryanair seemed to use the timetable just more as like a suggestion than something they actually have to stick to. So when we got to our gate on time, there was no plane there. It didn't arrive for ages. And then when we eventually got on it, as as you said, we uh, it took ages to get there. And then when we got there, we'd missed the bus. So we were just kind of sat. It must have been getting on for 45 minutes to an hour, just sat on the runway in Barcelona, waiting for a bus to take us back to the terminal. So when we, we were supposed to arrive in Barcelona at like before 2pm, we actually arrived at 3.30 probably. So my, the rest of the itinerary for the rest of the day was absolutely ruined. Um, I can look at it. I'm looking at it on here now. Check into the hotel at 3pm. Yeah, not a chance. We got to that hotel at 4pm. 4 4pm 4 is when our tickets to Park Guell were for. Oh, Oh, even thinking about it now, everything was so rushed and so stressed. And my grand plan on here, I can see I've got all my public transport routes, how to get the metro, what bus line to take. We abandoned all of that. And as soon as we got there, it was straight onto ride sharing apps, um, which we later found out in the weekend. We were basically going up up against the Barcelona mafia by using them. Yeah, um, there was but this we whole were... thing, weren't there, of just they, we'd, we'd book them and they'd go, nope not coming there and in the end we asked and they were like yeah you don't want to go near them like they are not welcome (laughs) so from that point on we started using the proper taxis but up until that point we were definitely angering the local organized crime uh but we uh i think we eventually after checking into the hotel and and getting over there we were probably what do you what do you reckon an hour late getting to parkwell yeah we didn't think they were going to let us in and and we walked up thinking we're gonna have to try and have a conversation and they literally just waved us through they like barely looked at the paper and which was a bit of a theme for everything all weekend everything we had booked they didn't really pay much attention to how we had it booked it was just a case of oh you've got the piece of paper that's fine we don't need to really look at it but we were um, again, sending sending the the neurodivergent boys off to <laughs> off to another <laughs> yeah, country and expecting rules. us not to freak out when we're late. Um, was we need uh, we need a normal with us to keep us on the straight and narrow. Um, but yeah, we we were late for that, and being late for that is troubling enough in and of itself because the whole way there we were panicking they weren't going to let us in. But also at the back of my mind is the fact that we also had the next thing booked as well. So. We were late for that, but if we then spent too much time there, we'd then be late for the next thing. And I think it definitely came across. Like I've, I don't know how much of the footage you've seen, Sheepdog, but obviously Chris has seen it. I've seen it. Um, we cut out a lot of what happened in Parkwell on camera because a lot of it is us just moaning. Yes. Little, little whiny whiny. Yeah, no, at the time I was like thinking to myself... Oh, 
like obviously I'm quite self-conscious in, in these sorts of things at the first uh, in the first place but I remember thinking really need to just stop whinging and get on with it so I'm trying to be like chipper but then we'd climb a staircase you'd start the clip like that was horrific I'm so knackered and then I'd be there in the background kind of going thumbs up like yeah and I thought we're really out of sync here like either I'm grumpy or you're grumpy or we're both looking for ice cream and it was just like well that's the thing this I don't think this made the cut in the end because we were miserable about it but it's it, it, Parkwell, don't get me wrong, it's beautiful. The architecture beautiful. in there is stunning. It's a lovely place. But if it was in England, there would be ice cream men. There would be vending machines selling water. There'd be uh, there'd be kiosks. There'd be cafes. There was nothing. We'd got, we got, when we arrived there, it was nearly five o'clock. We'd been, we'd been on the go for like 12 hours at that point, nonstop rushing around for 12 hours we got there we were hungry we were thirsty we hadn't had any lunch we hadn't eaten since birmingham airport at like eight o'clock in the morning so we had nothing to eat we hadn't had a drink and uh we thought well let's just get to where we're supposed to be there's bound to be somewhere where we can get a bottle of water and a bag of crisps or something there and there's just nothing it's i guess it's to you know it's a iconic area of natural beauty yeah, and architecture it and stuff. But you probably don't want to put a, uh, a McDonald's there. I think part of our issue as well was we we walked up, well, we followed, we got dropped off. The guy was like, I'm going to drop you here. And he said it in Spanish and then just kept going here and pointing. And we got out the, the taxi and just kind of wandered up the road. But I think if it dropped us like a road along, we'd have walked past a load of stuff. Because when we left, we found loads of places to eat and drink and so forth. We could have probably grabbed something. But where he dropped us, it was kind of a back street with a few shops. We, we probably tat, could have grabbed something. But at the same time, we wouldn't have done because we were so oh, yeah, worried we were that we were late and weren't going to be let in. So um, it was great. We climbed, I think we climbed most of the way up. Uh, we got yeah, some, we got well, we some got nice shots for Instagram, didn't we? I think there was probably another level we could have gone up, but I think we got high enough to get the Instagram shot, and that's that was the main thing. That's what we were there for. I'm looking through the notes. Did we see a viaduct? <laughs> uh, well, we definitely saw a viaduct. The whole thing was a viaduct, but I was looking at it was thinking, it? where was where was the dragon sculpture? I mean, you've literally picked the one thing we stood under and walked around. And spent was that a viaduct? Yeah. I thought yeah. it was just like a stone pile. I was going to say, we spent more time next to and around and on the viaduct than anything else on that list or the whole place. And you're, you, you've picked that off the list. But the the dragon sculpture and the, I thought it said hippopotamus. I realised it says hippo style room. I, 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 uh, I'm tired, right? But uh, I don't know what a hippo style room is. is I think the... that was the bit where there, it was an extra ticket. So we had tickets. We had to pay to get into this park, by the way. I think that needs, that needs going on record. It was like, I think it was 20 euros each to get in the park. And then once we got in, to actually go in the Gaudi exhibition, you needed an additional ticket. So I was like, well, we've all, I've already dropped 40 euros getting us in. If this was if this was a park in the UK, you just wander in with your dog. So I don't know that I want to pay another, however, I didn't even look. I'm not paying extra and go and look at a room when you've already paid me to come in and use the stairs. Yeah, I mean... It was. It's a weird thing because stuff that we had to pay to get into, Parkwell, La Sagrada Familia, the football, the tickets were all really expensive, but the taxis to get us around were cheap and the food was cheap. So it's a strange city. It's like yeah. doing stuff is expensive, but just existing there is much cheaper than London. It, it, was, it was crazy how inexpensive the meals we had were. And we. it wasn't like we were hunting out bargains. We were... We were very much tourist trap main centre yeah. locations when I we mean, ate. And they were good value. Skipping ahead slightly, but we ate 
basically next to La Sagrada Familia, um, which is like yeah, a major tourist trap there. And we, we, I remember thinking, we were walking down the road and we were looking for somewhere to eat and I was thinking like, this is going to be the the literally worst place in the city to eat in terms of being gouged. And then it was, yeah, really, really reasonable and really good. But uh, walking around all of Parkwell's area, it was kind of all just souvenirs and, and graffiti. And I mean, I, I quite like graffiti. I love going places where there's loads of graffiti on the walls. And stuff. I took a lot of pictures of that. Uh, you got your street elevator, didn't you? Which Oh, that was the highlight of my trip. I There was a debate. I wanted that to be the best thing from Barcelona. There was a discussion because that was sensational. I, I mean, I'm not a complete rube. I've been on outdoor escalators before, but they've all been like at shopping centres or train stations. Just having one randomly it wasn't even on a main road it's like a side street behind some flats no one around and yeah it's a big steep hill we've just walked up the other side of it in the park but just randomly having an escalator there it was bonkers i've got a quick question was that a bit in the in the video did you see it in advance and then get the phone uh, get the camera and go is that an escalator i need to know that because if not, no, it's, wow. no, I saw it. I saw it as I was filming. I must admit, when he said, "Is that an escalator?" and pointed, uh, I don't think it makes makes it into any of the clips particularly. But I was like, "It is," and I'm looking at a building, and I thought he meant lift, and I'm like, "Yeah, it looks like a lift. It's probably for the people who live there." And then Kevin's like, "I'm going on that," and I'm thinking, "You're not going into a random building where people live." And I'm looking at this thing in the in the distance the whole time, and then Kevin's like walking towards it like he's nothing is going to stop him. And then I sort of realised in closer proximity to us there was the bloody street escalator thing I was like oh okay it was very much a, a distracted squirrel situation where I was doing a really bored a really boring link that never would have made it into the video there was a lot of this uh, again Chris has to sit through a lot of just me in a really boring way describing what I've just done what I'm about to do or li- relisting the itinerary and none of it ever makes it in the video but I just can't stop myself from doing it and it absolutely would have been one of those I was just saying We've just left Parkwell. We've just bought a bag of almonds, and it was it was so. And then, but I'm halfway through doing that. It's like there's, a, there's an escalator in the middle of the street. Go and then I had to, and then I basically threw the camera at Sheepdog, ran down the stairs because the escalator only goes in one direction. So I ran down the stairs so that I could loop back around and come back up the escalator and go point the camera at me, point the camera at me. <laughs> All the while trying to plan the transition that we then eventually used in the video. But by the time I'm so, by the time I'm on the escalator, I'm so excited that the actual sentence doesn't work properly anyway because it, it's me away from the escalator saying is it's something along the lines of is that an escalator over there and it's supposed to cut to me saying escalator on the escalator but i'm so excited when i'm on the escalator that i'm basically shouting it and it's gone up like three octaves so it doesn't quite work as a transition but i was trying to think in terms of making content and i loved the escalator you didn't even have a go sheepdog what was the point in you coming on this trip (laughs) (laughs) um i think at this point we we were we had like 30 minutes to get to the cathedral did we not and you wanted to film you going up an escalator i think i was quite nervously thinking we need to get to that ticket uh you know i mean this wasn't the first thing that distracted me it wasn't the only thing that distracted me on the way to the to the cathedral because our tickets were booked for 6.15 for the cathedral. At about 6.15, we're wandering down the street and we just noticed a football match going on. We went in to watch that. 
we were late. We were, I'd, I'd basically already accepted we weren't getting into the cathedral and I just wanted to find interesting things. So the escalator was one of them. My bag of almonds that I ate was another one. And there were this so many random clips. football thing. There were so many clips of me. Well, you have, you're talking and I'm that you, you, at one point Kevin said to me, I don't want any more of these, you finish them. And then in every clip for the next 15 minutes, I'm just grazing on almonds in the background. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm thinking, I really need to be speaking in these, but he keeps putting the camera on while luckily, I've got like 12 almonds in my mouth. Luckily, a lot of that never made it in. And if it did make it in, it was blurry because this was the point where I'd managed to knock the camera onto manual focus. So there's a whole... Oh, God. Basically, basically from I think it was the second to last clip in Park Guell all the way through to La Sagrada Familia, everything in between is out of focus slightly because the camera's gone to manual focus and I didn't realise. And the reason I didn't realise is because the sun was so low that it was glaring back on the screen and I couldn't see what I was filming. It was all guesswork. So I didn't notice that it was out of focus. That it makes you feel gets better because I thought it worse as well. The, the, it gets so the, the the out of focus. It's not too bad at the start when you're leaving Parkwell, and and it's not that bad. But when you get to the football ground, it just it gets so much worse. And I'm, in one of the edits, in my, in one of the drafts, I completely cut all of it. Going, I I don't think that. Oh no, get I think I, there, <laughs> there was definitely an argument for cutting all the stuff at the football ground. The only thing is, it was so cool yeah. that it was just there. I'm, I'm looking through Slack brilliant. now because Daryl, <laughs> Daryl the thumbnail guy, has explained to us somewhere in Slack what it is, and I'm trying to find it because we never even looked. But it was, I can't even find. It was where a youth game, I believe. I think he said it was a youth match or something like yeah. that. Yeah, I'm going to find I'm, it. I'll, yeah, I'll find it. There when, you go. Editor Chris is going to go find Daryl's description of what went on there. But yeah, we're just wandering around. And we're wandering down the street. This is, again, where we're up against the Mafia because we're trying to get an Uber and they keep we, they keep accepting us. They keep charging me and then they don't turn up. That was weird. I didn't know that happened happened either, over yeah. and over again. And so, I mean, <laughs> between Uber and the local ride share app, but three now, I think it was called, I think over that stretch, I probably paid for seven or eight different ride shares and then... I get eventually the money all comes back again, but I was probably down like 200 euros in ride shares just from trying to get to La Sagrada Familia. It was ridiculous. But I just heard whistling. It's like, that's there's a football match. Where's there a football match? And it's from the outside, certainly from the side we approached from, it just looked like a building. But the door was wide open. And through the door, you can see there's a football stadium in there. And I still don't know if we were supposed to pay. We just wandered in. We wandered in and had a little look. And yeah, there's a football match going on with a decent little attendance in there. I mean, I've been to, I've done some match day vlogs to, to, to smaller attendances than were in there watching what I guess was a youth game. They looked young. Probably shouldn't have been wandering in off the streets and filming these kids playing football. Um, but it was like a two-tier stadium. There was a whole tier of seats above us. And it was just a really cool facility. I'm starting to understand why Barcelona as a city is quite good at developing footballers. If there's just somewhere where kids can go and play in the middle of the city, that uh, is that kind of facility. It was like that was better than a National League North football ground. It was mad. It It genuinely was better than... A lot of football grounds, even in the in the league, I would say. I surely, up. I can't find it. Never mind. Um, we'll just we'll just fire Daryl for not making it clear enough in Slack <laughs> where he was describing it. Daryl's fired. 
There were two things during all this as well. A, I didn't realise that you were being charged every time you tried to book a taxi. <laughs> so I was very much going to Kev. Oh, just just try another one. Just try again. Try Uber. Try this. And you're just doing it. And then it was only after you'd booked several, you were like, I'm going to get it was, it was wasn't even It wasn't even during that spell. It was later on in the dark when we were doing it again. Um, after we'd eaten, uh, yeah, that I mentioned yeah. to you, I'm getting charged every time here. I hope yeah. I get this money back. He was like, I must be due back about 85 euros now at least. And I was like, what? Explain. <laughs> he explained. I was like, Kevin, like you didn't have to do any of that. We could have just left it. Like I just thought you were trying again and trying again and trying the next car. But all of these no, bloody drivers. I was drivers, paying for every one of them. My word. God, that would have stressed me out. But I'm assuming you got <laughs> refunded. You probably haven't checked, have you? <laughs> I mean, there was definitely refunds that came through. I haven't sat there and tallied them up. But that's why I have an accountant. That's his job. He can tally them up. <laughs> and if it, if it, I mean, what am I going to do if it doesn't no, tally no. up? Go back to Barcelona and argue with the mafia again. I mean, it's just price of admission, I guess, at this point. There's not well, a lot I can do about it. While we're on the taxi front, you... Uh, when you realised we had to stop using the ride shares and, and settle for the the city's orders, you you went to draw money out, and the machines only gave you fifties. So because they know what they're doing, they're all interconnected. So when Kev tried to get change, what did you spend? Like three euros or something? Yeah. And the so guy... I, I, yeah, I wanted to get some money out to pay for taxis because what I didn't want to do is get stung with a card machine and then putting an extra zero on or anything like that. I was trying to be a savvy traveller. Um, so I went to the cash machine and yeah, 50 euro note. Brilliant. So now I wonder how much the taxi will be when he sees I've got a 50 euro note. So I um, we went to the little shop and bought some postcards. It was like two two euros worth of postcards. Literally different postcards of La Sagrada Familia to take home and give to Andy because he likes cathedrals. And uh, the guy, when I paid for my two euros with a 50 euro note, gave me my change in like 10 cent pieces it was like it was like a proper handful of change the the poor old maid in the hotel the next day must have thought it was the weirdest tip ever because it was just a handful of shrapnel and I just dumped <laughs> it on the table in the hotel and left it there because there was no way I was carrying that around. But it was like three euros and it must have been 15 coins to get me three euros in my change. It was it was weighing me down. Um, so he was a turd because he like cheap dog says he knew exactly what he was doing. Um, I oh you're going to pay me with a fifty euro note. I'm going to get rid of all my coppers that nobody wants, and that'll learn you. Absolute wang. But um, yeah, we finally made it to La Sagrada Familia again. Mega late. Uh, we were booked for six fifteen. I think we got there at like ten to seven because I think they officially shut down at seven o'clock. So we got there and. Uh, you assuming we were going to be turned to, away. Yeah, I, mean, I was afraid. I was completely afraid. <laughs> I assumed they were going to say no, so I made Sheepdog do it. They did let us in, but then we had to go through as much security as we went through at the airport. I had to disassemble my camera. They made me remove the microphone from the top of the camera um, and pack it all away. Oh, yeah, you can bring the camera in, but you can't bring a microphone in. I don't understand. Why am I allowed a professional camera with a massive zoom lens and detachable lens, all the stuff you're not allowed to take into football matches, all of that's on the camera, but they don't want me having a microphone on it. So if I do have to speak, I've just got to shout a lot louder so it picks me up. Um, but they maybe take that off. We eventually got in. They said, you've got 15 minutes and you're going to have to be out. I mean, it was pretty, but we didn't need 15 minutes, did we? No, we. Uh, I remember them saying to us on the way, she's like, you've got 15 minutes. You really have 15 minutes only, right? And I'm thinking... 
we are going to walk straight through this door and through the exit, like <laughs> the other side of this I mean, these were, these were 20 euro tickets again, I'd like to point out, to oh, get in this place. This was, this was not cheap to get into. Um, I was imagining, you know, so uh, in Swansea, we we found their museum, didn't we? And we walked through it and just came out the other side of the marina like, oh, brilliant. We just cut our walking time down by 15 minutes. I thought it was going to be like that again. Uh, we went in and on our itinerary, it says like, or, or on something Kev had showed me, it described going there at I asked ChatGPT what the best time to go and it told us to go at this time. Yeah, so... We went in there and it was like, oh, because of the way the sun sets and it's nighttime and all this, the lights do this fancy thing that makes it extra vibrant. And it did. It was very pretty, but you didn't need to look at it for 15 minutes. You know, I kind of no. walked through. That was uh, that was actually my favourite out-of-context bit of the video as well, because on the video you say, the AI told us to come at this time and nowhere else in the video <laughs> is there any reference to AI. And I was watching it through thinking, should I explain no, you know what? I'm just going to leave that as it is. We don't need to explain that. If anyone really wants to know, that's why they should listen to the podcast. But there's going to be some people who watch that video, don't listen to the podcast, and are wondering, what AI? What is he, <laughs> <laughs> what is he talking about? And it's just going to be so confusing, and it's brilliant. Yeah, no, I'm happy with that. I'm glad I can confuse people. Um, I'd, I'd completely... Uh, passed me by that we hadn't explained that i thought that was part of the the hook of the the episode was like i mean i even mentioned it on twitter earlier actually i was like oh yeah we used an ai to plan the trip and now i'm gonna you know plan the the tweet that is the first well. mention of it anywhere i think God. i might have discussed it on stream um but yeah uh it was never mentioned in the video apart from that one time and it was perfect um, Excellent. But we uh, we hit up the gift shop. We probably spent more time in the gift shop than we, oh, did, we did in the cathedral. I mean, we know we did because the sun set in its entirety while we were in the gift shop. Um, but I'm there in the gift shop looking for, basically looking for a little cathedral model to bring home for Andy because he loves them. And I thought, yeah, this would be a cool little present to bring back. So we eventually found the the, the right price range of models. Because I was goodness say. me, you could buy some <laughs> expensive ones in there. Um, and I took a screenshot, I took a photo of them and sent it to Anna saying, which one of these should I get in? Because they've got, there was like a, a six, seven inch tall one. They had one that was like painted in silver paint and one that wasn't. And I'm like, well, I don't mind which one of these he gets. I think the painted one is like 25, 30 euros. The unpainted one's about 20 euros. I, either of these are fine. I don't mind. So I sent a picture saying, which one does he want? She sat at home, has turned the phone to Andy and said, which one do you want? Both. Brilliant. So um, <laughs> I got both of them. And he's now got them on his windowsill, sat side by side, one painted, one unpainted. It's his new favourite place. He, we're going to have to take him to Barcelona at some point. He's got all the postcards from the man with the change. He's got the two churches. He wants to go to La Sagrada Familia now. So uh, that's going to be a trip I'm going to have to do at some point. Apparently, they're actually due to finish it in the next few years. So... I'm still kind of thrown that they decided to build one in this era. Like, I, I I, assumed when we were going there that it was like a really, really old building that was being... Well, they, I mean, I actually did some research for the voiceover when I got home. Um, they started building it in like the 1880s, I oh, think. Oh, okay. And then old Gaudi, my buddy Gaudi, spent like 30 years designing and building it before he died in the 1920s. And apparently when... See, I really did my research... When uh, when he died, it was still only like fifteen percent finished. Uh, but f after the nineteen twenties, there was there was a bit of a kerfuffle in Europe that slowed things down a little bit. 
Um, and then they started building it again in the 1950s and gradually worked on it from the 1950s through to like the 90s, the 2000s. It's only been since then that they've been able to bring up bring it up to date with more modern techniques um, that they've been able to really pick up the pace. And it's it's close to finish now. Pre-COVID, they expected it to be finished, I think, by 2026. But obviously, COVID was like a two-year delay on it. So it's now, the finish date is now post-2026. They haven't actually nailed down I mean, another year. I reckon, I was it just about to say... It might actually be done this decade. They need to stop announcing dates. I can imagine them being like uh, Gaudi being there going, I'm going to get this done by 1910. And then he, he carks it. And then they're like, right, we'll get it done by the 20s. And then war breaks out. And then they probably announced this will be done by 2021. And then COVID's hit. So they're probably just going, look, we'll get it done. It'll get done. We're not saying any more dates. I think that, is, yeah, they've officially got it. They've officially just gone, then we'll get it done, Reed, which does make but, sense. Um, but did they, did, right. I'm assuming, based on having looked at the building, that Gaudi didn't design this the way it looks now. I'm assuming that he built the first 15% and then the next person had their well, I think, image. I think they are still trying to build it to his original design. Why did he get a job as an architect when that is his design? That building is all over the place. Like it is, it is I mean, spe- that's, that's what he does. You saw it in Parkwell <laughs> well, as yeah, well. No, you're it's right. all over the city. He is just... His designs are just bonkers. It feels like he designed four different cathedrals and then put them all together as one. It does it, feel like one side of it's kind of melting as well, which was an interesting effect. But yeah, he, I guess he just wanted a bonkers cathedral in the middle yeah. of Barcelona. <laughs> and it is cool. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm, I, I worry that the tone of my voice sounds like I'm, I'm uh, besmirching it or casting like doubt or, or, or kind of judging it poorly. But what I'm saying is it genuinely just looks like, like someone's designed the first bit and then they've given it to somebody else and and on the back there's like all these like square-headed robot people with tv heads and there's a christmas tree hanging off it and a big plastic star on top of it or at least it looked plastic from far away um like it's just so many different styles and vibes that i'm like if gaudi designed this like this what on earth was he thinking like like you say i know he does do usually all the other stuff he does is a bit random but it's all the same while it's random his lizard fountain that he did or you know those aqueduct things viaducts whatever they're called they, they're very sharp and cool and that kind of thing but this this is just loads of different things smushed together it's very random the christmas trees made me makes me laugh i just brought it up on google and there's, there's literally just a christmas tree hanging off the front of it it's very bizarre it um, is mad but it was very pretty it was fine i mean i think i know we're only two episodes in i think i can safely say it's unlikely a cathedral is ever going to win the best thing from anywhere because I don't know if that one didn't impress us enough to win best thing from Barcelona. I don't think any cathedral anywhere is ever going to get the job mm. done. You, there's yeah. going to have to be very minimal other stuff locally for a cathedral to uh, to to convince us it should be the winner. Um, and then we went and had our local tapas. In fact, no, we found a one of many Barcelona club shops. We had a little mooch around there. I've uh, got Anna some uh, first team socks because she likes a sock. Went and had our tapas. The ta- no, it wasn't tapas. It was paella, wasn't it? I can remember the night. word. It yeah, was, it was paella. It was delicious. Um, it's very good. I made an absolute state of a prawn, trying to get into a prawn. Um, you had the sangria. We had our um, our little cream dessert things, Catalan cream, I think they were yeah. called. And I then still, we had the taxi shenanigans. I still don't know when we were in there, and I don't think they got on camera, but... She, when we walked in she was like oh yeah come in here sit down we walked in the door and I was like wow it smells funny in here I got used to it pretty quick but it did smell very strong in there and there was just it was either 
stuffed like plush hams. There was hams like, hanging off the ceiling. Were they hams or were they plushies oh, yeah, that looked like was, hams? No, there were hams just hanging around off the ceiling everywhere. You, as a vegetarian, ate your vegetarian meal with your head basically rubbing on a ham. Yeah, no, it, I, I kept looking up at it thinking it doesn't look like real meat. Or is it? Is it in a? Was it in like a fabric? Or that's, something? So that's what the that's what the the big ham leg things they have are like, isn't it? They just so they're, they're aged for so long. I mean, it's delicious. I ate some of that ham the next day, and I don't think it was the bit that touched your head. No, I was going to say, delicious. Like, isn't that weird that they were hanging it in there? Like, if I'd have sat there, ate my meal, and then coughed, or I don't know. Went to the toilet, didn't wash my hands, and then slapped the ham. Oh, they're not serving it up. Which surely. I mean, that is pretty standard for you as well. You do love to slap a ham when you've just popped <laughs> into the toilet. <laughs> I did it a lot over that weekend, but no, I just kept. I, I was sat there thinking, this can't be. This can't be food they serve up to people, surely. But I, I mean, mean, it might not be. They could have been fake hams. I didn't touch them, but it did smell of like it really ceiling ham. Meaty, yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, decorative it ceiling like a ham. I, I think, yeah, I think exactly. decorative ceiling ham certainly sounds appealing. Because thinking about it, that place in Westfield, in Stratford, that does a cone of ham that we always look at, you probably less so, being a vegetarian, but me and Pab always look at it when we're down there for Comic-Con. They just have hams, like, dangling off everything everywhere. It's just the Spanish way, sheepdog. They love to dangle a ham. I suppose if you open a ham place, you probably like ham a lot, so... Yeah, you probably exactly. do you want to be able to smell it. I bet their house just is ham everywhere, like ham ornaments, exactly. ham stairs, ham everything. Just, just everything's ham. made out of ham. Yeah, yes. they wear bacon clothes, whatever it is. Just ham place. Um, and then but, uh, after much shenanigans with the taxi, we finally made it back to the hotel. I'm moving us along a little bit because I'm conscious of the episode length. We're trying to keep to a tight hour. Um, we made it back to the hotel where I set up my fire hazard charging station. Um, and thanks to nordvpn.com slash Lelujo was able to watch Match of the Day from Barcelona and was very happy about that because Chris made an idiot of himself on Twitter that day. So <laughs> I uh, I wanted to watch it play out on Match of the Day. Chris, explain what you did. So I don't usually tweet things about Arsenal very often. I, I, I know that it's never a good idea to do it. But Arsenal 2-0 down to Brentford, and I picked this moment to go, that looks like the title's falling apart, or looks like the wheel's coming off, whatever, something like that. Then 30 seconds, Arsenal scored. A few more minutes after that, Arsenal scored again to make it 2-2, and then Spurs went 1-0 down, and then Arsenal scored again. So, uh, AKA a perfect hour of football, and I <laughs> needed to watch it on match of the day. Thanks, NordVPN.com slash Lelujo. I am... Um... Seeing that play out, I was I looked at Twitter and went, Chris has just uh, wrecked himself on social media. Oh, Kev yeah, was like, yeah, what, I, I what happened? And, and I just like explained it to Kevin Brief and then Kev had a quick look and we had a little giggle. Even though I'm a Spurs fan, we had a little giggle in the middle of uh, Barcelona at the fact that you had absolutely caused that to happen. And uh, Spurs fans need to learn, is what I always say when stuff like that happens. We never learn. But, and you uh, never will. We didn't mention anywhere, Kev, that when we got to our hotel, they'd given us a double bed for just <laughs> like to share. Yeah, yeah. We this has happened on both trips now. I uh, I think I did say at the time that since we and we haven't really travelled together and shared rooms for like ten years since we both left uni and got jobs, we've been able to afford our own rooms and haven't really shared rooms. We shared in uh, Swansea. And we shared again for this. And both times they've given us double beds. And I have noticed when we used to travel together many years ago, 
the world wasn't as accepting of the uh, of the gay relationships that I think everyone now assumes that we're in. Because back then, <laughs> it was just automatic twin beds, whereas now... It's automatic double beds unless you specify otherwise, apparently. And this one, I had no way to specify otherwise because it was we did it by a football tour website that I'm not going to promote because I can't remember the name of them. But uh, and they're not paying me. But they uh, they booked the trip and booked the hotel and everything. And uh, yeah, booked us a double bed. So I guess even the football tour people assumed we were on a romantic trip to the football. I think when Kev sorted it and they took us to our new room, which we think might have been an upgrade as well because it was it was a bit different. Oh, yeah, we better. had a mini bar and extra table and stuff, so I think we got a better room off the back of it. I think before they'd moved us there, they'd got someone to quickly get the thinnest sword they could possibly find to just carve one of the other double beds into two twins because they were still next to each other. Oh, we were definitely... Our pillows were closer together in the twin beds than they would have been in that massive double bed that we turned down. While he's ringing Anna just to explain that we're sleeping next to each other, I'm rearranging the room to move all the furniture apart. And the very next day, the maids had moved them back together again. Like, they just were insistent. You will sleep next to each other. So, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, we we did keep them apart. Um, I just felt like... (laughs) At least until Sheepdog was asleep. (laughs) Now, I wiggle in the night too much. I'd have been a nightmare. You would not have wanted to have slept next to me. Um, Although what we found was you cover yourself, you you cover your eyes, your ears, your face with your mask, you put a sheet over your head and then you fall asleep really quickly. Whereas I just laid there in bed for like three hours while the people next door were just screaming at each other. Yeah, I mean, I'm... I have my breathing apparatus on so I can have the duvet over my head. I have my eye mask so I can't see anything. I have my noise-cancelling headphones so I can't hear anything. I don't want to know you're there. But all I had, someone literally shouted, I know where you live, I'll kill you. <laughs> was wow. Like, this is, I mean, they were talking to their friend from what I could gleam, but I was just like, I'm trying to sleep, it's 2 a.m. Um but I was all right. I survived. It was all good. But don't uh, worry. I set you a nice early alarm for the next morning so we could get to La Rambla before it opened. <laughs> it is funny to me that we went to La Rambla uh, at nine o'clock and all the shops opened at 10. We tried to go in one. It's a, I actually messaged someone about this. I realised that I, 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 always, I know my communication skills are a little bit bad. I don't interpret things quite right. But we were we went to go in a shop. I think it was a Barcelona shop. It was another Barcelona club shop. Yeah, there was loads of them. Walking in, the lady there just sort of shouted, 10, 10. And so as we're leaving, I'm like, well, we'll just go in when it opens in 10. And Kev was just like, I'm not waiting around for 35 minutes. And I'm looking at him like, what is he on about? She literally said 10, but what she meant was 10 o'clock in the morning. Whereas I, I said, if Kev hadn't been there, I would have waited 10 minutes, gone back in. She'd have gone 10, 10. And I'd have gone again. What did you do the last time? And I would have done that until she let me in because I did not figure out. That's what she was saying. Like, ugh. But um, we wanted that whole thing, just looking at all the things that would be there when it opened. And then, when we went back there, what, like eight hours later? Accidentally. Yeah, when we accidentally ended up there in the evening, it was absolutely vibrant and full of life and people buying stuff and eating in the streets. But uh, I'm glad we went through it quiet first, to be fair, so we got to see it all properly. Well, I that think- was the bit where we were worried about pickpockets because that's the bit where everyone had told us to be careful. So I think the way we managed to avoid any of the pickpockets <laughs> was there was no one else there when we went. It was We're thinking on other levels to other people. That's what's happening. I never refilled my wallet after that. I've only got like two things in my wallet now. I've got used to a world where I don't carry around like 30 cards. My wallet is so thin. What are you going to do if you need to get a movie from Blockbuster? 
Well, I mean, yeah, I don't have my uh, national insurance number on me anymore when I'm out and about. I don't have my uh, my membership to that Nottingham poker place that we haven't been to in you are You are ridiculous if you're carrying yeah. all those things around with my you. My Matalan card, I won't be able to buy a, a cheap Goodness suit if me. I need one. Uh, I didn't know what was in there. I've been moving it between... Um, between wallets for years uh organ donor card i probably don't want to be leaving that around they might harvest me um but yeah no loads so anyway we went to la rambler it was fine we went to the beach that was also fine we got both finished by about 11 o'clock and that was what that we'd planned to spend all of our day filming those two places because they're the two big touristy places um, so what we ended up doing was taking what we had scheduled for the evening after the football match, the Gothic quarter, and just doing that earlier. Because, I mean, a, when you've not got your trunks with you, a beach is, I mean, you can only spend so much time next to the beach with a camera before you get arrested for being a pervert. I um, We saw a lot of people running, didn't we? And I spent, I think this was the weird part of the trip where I kept pitching you films. I don't know why that became a thing. It's it because just... I took you for a fancy breakfast. I introduced you to the world of acai bowls. We found a nice little vegan breakfast place and we went full hipster. And from that moment on, you became a film producer. And I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. It just happened. <laughs> that food place you went to was amazing. And I've not been able to stop thinking about needing a breakfast like that for a, for ages since it was, oh, it was great. a great breakfast but this, uh, is, this is why when we're in london i always insist we have an acai bowl i love acai bowls but yeah it was good um the beach was fine it was just it, a beach yeah it was just i mean it was a hard one again because like we said on in um the gaudi place i can't remember what it's called park Gaul. um we thought, I thought there'd be sort of seaside stuff, but but Spanish, you know, not, I'm not thinking there's going to be arcades like Mumbles, but... Yeah, well, no, I, I kind of do. I said this on Twitch and there was a riot in the chat, but to me, all Barcelona Beach had was the sand. I mm. would have, I'd rather be in Skegness because there's other stuff to do. Yeah, I, I feel want like... Some sh- I want an ice cream, man. I want some shops. I want an arcade. There was nowhere even to buy a bucket and spade. There wasn't, was there? I didn't even think about that. I, I guess, like, there must have been somewhere, surely. There must, you know, if we'd have, if we'd have known where to look, we might have seen it. But Did you everyone just get there, there was too playing early chess. Or something? Well, by the time we were at the beach, it was like 10, 10 30. People were playing volleyball. The beach was busy, considering it was, was it February, March? I don't, I'm, February, I think, when we were there, it was. You know, there were people on the beach. Yeah, I mean, there were people sunbathing. You saw he went and went that lady's topless, and she was like, she was putting her top back on, I think, or she did something. But there was a lady topless sunbathing there at ten um, thirty on a Sunday morning. Did you yeah, shout in it February? At her? It sounds like you just shouted that at her. <laughs> <laughs> I, ac- no, she... I accidentally filmed her. It said sheepdog. She's got her boobs out, and then she put her top on. <laughs> I didn't realise she'd filmed her. Um, I think at this point, I was quite... I, I, one thing that made me laugh along the way there was there was a little group of old guys playing chess uh, with a beer and everything. There was like five or six of them sat around a table. And then there was a guy just outside of their circle sat on his own with a beer on his own. And I thought, is he like there? he's been dismissed or like kicked out of the group or he, he's trying to join the group and they're not noticing him. It was just funny seeing stuff like that occur there that they're obviously meeting up on their Sunday morning game of chess at the beach. But this guy was just on the fringe of it looking like he was trying to 
inch his way in and you know meet some new it's friends. It's one of but... the movie plots you were deciding to put forward. <laughs> well, no, that, I mean we saw lots of people playing volleyball, and I wanted to, I was doing a volleyball film plot. Uh, a volleyball people... version of Rocky is what he was oh, pitching yeah. to me. It was it right. was it was brilliant. It was brilliant. It no, it great. wasn't. It was <laughs> no, it wasn't. Um, but we eventually just got in a taxi and decided to go to the Gothic Quarter, where this is where Chris almost got fired during the editing process because my favourite thing we found in the Gothic Quarter were all the little statues of um, people squatting and doing a poo. And Chris tried to cut it out of the video. Can you believe that? What? I mean, I? that's one of the pictures I sent home. I was just <laughs> like, look at this. You know, I've, I've been in Barcelona for, at this point, 24 hours, and I'm like, Mrs. Sheepdog, look at this. Look at this picture of this like plastic boy having a poo and R2-D2 <laughs> pooping a screw. And just, it was just... almost as much fun as when we went to Brussels years ago and saw the little boy having a wee. It was a what? model. It wasn't just a little boy having a wee. <laughs> wow. But they had little statues of little boys having a wee everywhere, didn't they? In Brussels. The, it, right. I need to look up the name of that because in my head, it sounds like a swear word that there's called. Mannequin piss. It's the, it's okay. the same as the... Uh, chip shop in Amsterdam. They've got the same name. Um, I remember but, it being called the Pissing Boy. <laughs> yeah, it, I think I think that's what okay. mannequin piss means. That right? Okay, it's the direct translation. But yeah, um, yeah, they had that in Brussels, and then they had a chip shop called that in Amsterdam, which does nice chips. But that's when we do the best thing from Amsterdam. Um, but yeah, we we saw loads of those, and there was it was like I don't know every pop culture reference you could possibly imagine, similar. Again, if you've seen my Amsterdam videos from last year, similar to the rubber duck shop in Amsterdam, where you could get a rubber duck with any kind of pop culture reference you wanted. So I got a Batman rubber duck. Um, this was just people squatting, doing a poo. There's Messi lifting the World Cup, squatting, doing a poo. It was weird. It was very, very odd. Weird. I did show my wife the picture of Messi holding up. Was, she was like, why is that a thing? And I was like, do you not remember the moment in the World Cup where he held it up, pulled his pants down and did a poo? And she was like, no. I'm like, well, you missed out, Maybe obviously. it's because, I mean, Gary Lineker obviously was a Barcelona <laughs> player. So maybe maybe he made it famous way back maybe. when. And uh, I mean, that's almost certainly not the origin story. But if it is, that's amazing. We it all links together. We didn't get the name of the company. There was like, well, I suppose there was multiple shops in the end, wasn't there? There was a point where I, I thought it was just that one company that was selling it, and uh, they had a, a website on their um, on their banner. And I meant to say to you, get a picture. Now. I was meant to just take one, note it down, so that we could tell people where it was. But we didn't get their name, did we? I mean, if you go to Barcelona and go to the Gothic Quarter, you can't get very far without finding a shop that does. Why didn't you buy one? Because by this point, we'd already bought. Um, Barcelona stuff from the Barcelona store. We'd bought uh, several small cathedrals. We were. All, I was close to my baggage limit on the way out. Ryanair let you have like a shoebox full of things, and they they weigh that to make sure you've not put too many shoes in it. And I'd already stocked Sheepdog up with a bag full of my stuff for him to carry back through on the way back, and we just didn't have room for any more stuff. We need to fly with a grown-up airline if we want to buy loads of stuff. I see. Apparently they're called Kaganas. Probably not saying there that right, go. but it literally means poopers, apparently. Um, and while we're in the Gothic Quarter, we finally got some tapas inside us. Um, I ordered us a lovely meal for two that was full of meat and then allowed Sheepdog to get some 
beans to have with it. That meal was really nice. And when I, when I looked at one of the clips, I was like, it didn't order very much food for me. And I was thinking, sheepdog of the past, you fool. There was loads of food there. That was, you had that, that was massive great. plate of peppers that you, uh, that you ordered as an extra. It was like, must have been 50 green peppers. It, it was, was so a lot. covered in peppers. Yeah, I was quite... Uh, I kept thinking to myself, I hope these... Because I'm not sure how, you know, what sort of effect eating that many peppers would have on the person. They weren't spicy, but I was thinking, surely they have some of the spiciness in them. So that will be the equivalent of eating sort of one 50-strength one in 50 bits, if that makes sense. And I, I was like nervously, every time I was eating one, I was thinking, have I just added one to the amount of pepperiness that I've consumed? And I don't know, I was just waiting for that to cause problems, but it didn't. You'd be pleased to know, listener. Uh, but yeah, it was uh, the whole time I kept just thinking to myself, do I Google this? Do I do Google like pe- pepper maths and find Goodness out me. what I'm they doing? They wouldn't serve them on plates that size for two people if they didn't want. Yeah, you've got to assume you're safe eating at least half of them. Yeah, but I ate like most of them, didn't I? They might have been yeah, like because this... I was too busy eating all the meat. I had my <laughs> lovely croquettes, which were lovely. Uh, some of that uh, sheepdog head ham from the night before was there. We had some calamari. There was uh, bravas, delicious. We have a tapas place near where I live that we sometimes order from, and I always get the bravas from there and really like it. I cannot order the bravas from them anymore because it was nothing like Barcelona bravas. I've become a bravas snob. I will only eat my Bravas in Barcelona now, boys and girls, because it was so much better than local Bravas. What else was there? Just lots of... Tapas is great. I love tapas. Mm. I was a little bit worried about this. This was, I think, the most dangerous moment gallstone-wise for me because there was a lot... There was deep-fried food like the calamari, the croquettes, they were deep-fried. The Bravas, presumably, the potatoes are fried. There was a lot of meat. There was a load of cheese. I made you eat almost all the cheese. Yeah, I was, was again worried about how much cheese and pepper I'd consumed. Again, thinking, do I need to look up cheese maths? <laughs> yeah, I was uh, I was nervous, but I I actually behaved myself. I didn't eat all the croquettes. I left a little bit of calamari. I I you know, and I survived it. There was no gallstone incident, so um, that was the the scariest moment, and we survived it. But yeah, tapas is ace. I mean, just food in general in Barcelona with paella. The um, the tapas, the little dessert thing that we had as well, the Catalan cream, those three dishes. People of Swansea, you might want to cover your ears. Barcelona's ruined you there. Mm. Goodness me. Barcelona food. If we're doing a f- local food league table, Barcelona are now top of the league, Swansea are bottom of the league currently. Even when we got those uh, matchable things, which I know are probably not a Barcelona thing, but I was thinking, I remember thinking to myself, I've just ordered a random green lump thing, like I did in Swansea, but it was better this time. It was a nice little matchable thing from the hipster place we had breakfast. Um, anything there that was a bit random and mulchy was actually nice. It was, uh, yeah, it was good. It actually tasted of something. Exactly. And then after all of that, it was time for the main event. We, uh, we headed back to the hotel. I squeezed myself into my painted-on Barcelona shirt. <laughs> and then we headed over to the Disneyland of football. And goodness me, was it awesome. It was like our third or fourth Barcelona club shop of the week. Um, I got myself another shirt. I got the yellow shirt now because they were pushing that everywhere. And we just... It was awesome. Just... I mean, I if you want, it, if you want detail... On what went on at the new camp, there is a match day vlog on my main channel on YouTube that it's like 20 minutes of me just getting so excited. It was the it was one of my best footballing experiences. And bearing in mind, I've had some great football experiences with Posh over the years, but just going to see a match at the new camp, it was so cool. 
It was a really like. I mean, the game was interesting in the, in itself because obviously... Uh, they, who knows? We couldn't even see it. We were so far away. <laughs> I had no idea what was going on. Oh, I don't know. I, even though we were that far up, it felt like a better view. I mentioned to you before, I saw a game um, at the uh, Berlin Olympic Stadium and we were so far away there that you were literally watching ants run around and could not tell which team was which. But it, this one was, was bigger, but yet the view seemed easier to... Maybe it's because we were behind, but... Um, the sound system's amazing, wasn't it? I know they're sponsored by Spotify, but... Yeah, I reckon Spotify have probably thrown a few quid at them to make sure the music is very loud. Which, no, by the way, is, is great for uh, video production, isn't it, Chris, when the music's that clear? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Earn your corn! <laughs> was it hard to get it out of the background then? It was irritating, but I, I, I did what I could. I mean, it just a lot of it just turned into a... Uh, into a into a montage rather than actually being able to play it. But yeah, it, it looked incredible in that place. I'm incredibly jealous that I never got to, I didn't get to go. Whoa, whoa, but... whoa. You got to go to Milton Keynes the week after. Oh, so, yeah, you know, yeah. ev everyone gets a football match. Don't be jealous of old sheepdog. <laughs> uh, the, um, it was quite cool how laid back everyone was throughout. I feel like we mentioned before about how no one really cared when we turned up late, but we also noticed probably there there wasn't a single steward in the stadium that we saw. Not in the stadium, but in the area we were. Um, once the, we Kev was sat in the row in front of me. They had a weird system where the seats were like two, four, six, eight, ten on our side, and then there were one, three, whatever on the other side. Um, so somehow, even though I was in seat ten and Kev was in seat four, his seat was directly in front of mine. But he was surrounded by people and I had loads of empty space. And they so have a stupid knee height bar as well. That means I couldn't <laughs> actually get into the seat properly. Yeah, yeah, it was really bizarre choice wise. But Kev come and sat next to me and I thought, oh, someone's... I was getting... I didn't really care, but I was still anxious that someone was going to come and ask us to move out of their seat. Even though actually I was in my seat. Oh, well, I think you were by that point, but... I spent the whole time at the first 10 minutes thinking someone's going to pop over and they're going to ask me to move and there's going to be that language barrier and it's going to be awkward. But I realised very quickly that all the people who come strolling in after kickoff went and just sat anywhere. And I had a guy and his kid just sat next sat next to me on the step. Like I kept thinking in a minute... I get the impression you were probably the only person in there who was sat in his designated seat and everyone was just sitting <laughs> wherever they felt like. For 20 minutes, I thought this guy was just going to randomly buck up the courage to ask me to move. I wondered if he just thought, I'm not asking that bald, he's going to beat me up. And um, I was trying to I was trying to not make eye contact with him. <laughs> I was trying to not look to my left at all in the hope that he wouldn't ask me. But then someone came up and sat next to him who knew him and they were chatting. And there was just loads of people just sat in the steps. And I thought, are these people who've just got, I mean, have they just not got tickets and they've just randomly got in somehow i don't know because it's very relaxed like you just waved a piece of paper on the way in uh we jumped a queue of a, there was like thousands of people queuing and we walked we walked along the side of it and in and i was quite surprised at that as well no one seemed to care it was just completely it's not very well, well, they, uh, they, they did uh somehow manage to decide my nationality based on the contents of my bag on the way in which i thought was fascinating because as we're going in they were speaking to us in spanish um and i kind of gauged that he's the steward on the gate He's speaking to me in Spanish. He wants to look in my bag. So he gives me Spanish instructions. I show him inside of my bag. And then just in perfect English, he's like, he's like, okay, cheers, mate. Uh, well, hang on. What was in there? That, what was in there that made you realize I was English? That's amazing. What's your so passport that, that was in there? quite impressive. No, passport, smashport. We snuck over the border. 
<laughs> we uh we definitely left everything in the safe um chris we didn't my parents have been going on and on at me about how i need to be careful it's a whole place known for pickpockets and stuff and it was no different from any other place i've ever been to in terms of it being a city or, or busy or whatever I, I i felt like i was unnecessarily on edge for that and I mean, maybe, 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 you know, lots of people have experiences that weren't like that, but I didn't feel at any point like we were in a rough area where we were going to No, have to I felt much safer there than I did in some parts of London, Brussels. There's certainly iffy parts in Brussels. I think there's iffy parts everywhere, but yeah, I generally people, felt pretty safe. Fine. Yeah, and the people were just awesome. I was really impressed. I mean, I know Spanish people, I've always met nice Spanish people, I've, you know, they were awesome. It was lovely. Everyone was, was just laid back and chilled and happy and... I don't know. They just made an effort. It felt like everyone made an effort. It's that kind of place, isn't it? If you're if you're a touristy place, you you know to make an effort with tourists, I guess, don't you? But oh, it was great. I come back thinking, I can't believe we got to do that. That was fantastic. And I said that about Swansea, but that was that was more like a, we had a great time. We had ice cream. This was a whole weekend in Barcelona. It was <laughs> Whoa! <a> bit... <laughs> now you get to do it all again because, as you would have seen from the video, boys and girls, we did make a match at the new camp, the best thing from Barcelona, and we now know what our next trip is as well. Because similar to how we had to go to Barcelona, because I had to do a video for the main channel there, I'm now managing Juventus in non-league legend, so I've got to go to Turin and do a match day vlog from Turin. We don't yet have the trip booked, but. We're pretty sure when we're going, and I just need to go through the the process of getting everything booked. So in the next month or so, me and Sheepdog are off to Turin, uh, which probably means in about six weeks, you'll get the next video and the next podcast, which would be the best thing from Turin. And then once we've got Turin done, we are going to try and do some UK cities because that, that was the original plan. Uh, but in the meantime, if you want to see more travel content and whatnot, uh, me and Anna are going to be off to Switzerland. We're going to Geneva for like five days. In a couple of weeks' time, there's going to be vlogs from there, including a match day vlog from Sevet. And uh, I think we're going to go and stand on a on a glacier or something in somewhere in France. It's all very confusing. So there's plenty cold. of travel content. It's, it, I mean, yeah, I mean, I've got to take a coat, I think. I don't, know if, I don't know how that's going to fit into the Ryanair baggage allowance. Um, but there's there's that, and then we've got Turin coming up. And uh, yeah, let us know um, through whatever means you can. I guess tweeting at RB6K is the way to do it. Let us know what we need to look for in Turin. We've got a little bit longer in Turin, hopefully, if I can get the flights booked that I've got identified. Because I think what we learned from Barcelona is arriving on the Saturday afternoon, having the match on the Sunday afternoon and leaving on the Monday morning doesn't give you any time we were rushing constantly that's why we've only really hit the headline stuff in barcelona where we weren't able to dig that next layer down of the cool stuff i mean we did a bit we found the football we found the escalator but you know we didn't we didn't get to really explore whereas in turin hopefully we're going to get in on the friday and have all day saturday just running wild in the city and then the sunday will be about football Google tells awesome. me that uh, Turin has a mummy, Kev, so uh, I may get to cross that one off at long last. Um, and they also Amazing. have the shroud, so we can go see the old Jesus shroud. I'm all about a Jesus shroud, as you know. But in the meantime, if you do want to uh, keep track on what we're up to uh, you can follow us on twitter at best thing from which i think is a thing that exists or you're probably better off at following me at lelujo and i'm at rb6k i'm at it's editor chris and uh, we will see you when we see you boys and girls like i say probably about six weeks i wouldn't i wouldn't wait up but 
It's going to be a good one when we're back again. Thank you very much for lending us your ears. Toodle pip, everybody. Bye, everyone. Goodbye.